Hello and welcome to episode three of the CFWF podcast. Today we are doing a book review on Chasing Excellence by Ben Bergeron. Now, Chasing Excellence for me was a, a really insightful book actually, um, reading about how Ben Bergeron as a coach created the fittest athletes on the planet. Now, what this book actually does and what I really love is that it not only tells you the lesson of, um, of the chapter by talking about what it is that they're, they're trying to do or the characteristic they're trying to create, like uh, positivity, but, and why it's so important, but they also puts it into context. So he uses the CrossFit Games in 2016 as an example because that year Matt and both Katrin uh, won the Games, male and female respectively. And it, he does, it really puts it into context of why and how that particular skill, that particular characteristic came into play during that CrossFit Games um, the 2016 CrossFit Games. Um, this information, I think, will really, really help you guys. Um, if you haven't picked up the book already, I would pick it up. Try and find it somewhere. I think it's on Amazon. Um, it, you can really learn and apply it, not only just as someone that, you know, wants to have something good to read, but as someone... You know, if even if you're doing CrossFit or not doing CrossFit, just um, you can really learn and apply um, from what this is. So, um, you know, if you're doing a sport of CrossFit, great. I think it's definitely going to help. If you're just doing CrossFit to be healthy, I think this is definitely going to help. And even if you're, you know, not doing CrossFit and it's business life or, you know, just life in general, I still think this is going to help. We chase perfection and we will chase it relentlessly, knowing all the while we can never attain it. But along the way, we shall catch excellence. Vince Lombardi Jr. So this is the, the whole approach of the whole book. Now, in the beginning of the book, um, Bergeron talks about his holistic approach to coaching an athlete. He explains... There's a tiered or pyramid approach um, to this. So, you know, anything in a pyramid's got a, a, a pyramid's got a big base, um, and it peaks at the top. Now, each section, the lower it is on the um, on the pyramid, the the larger or more important it's going to be. As you get to the top, you get to the pinnacle, it's going to be a very small part of the pyramid, quite less important. Now, this is how he takes the approach to coaching an athlete. So, many athletes try and focus on the strategy of, um, of working out. So, they, they try and think about, you know, how many sets they're going to break their double-unders or pull-ups or muscle-ups into. Um, you know, you're doing Fran, you're like, yeah, I'm going to do 21 unbroken thrusters. You know, I'm going unbroken on my pull-ups. 
and you think about the strategy, the part underneath that is your ability. So, you know, it's all well and good thinking you want to go 21, 15, 9 unbroken. But if you've never done 21 thrusters or 21 pull-ups before, then it's it's going to be quite hard to um, to do that, you know. It can, it can be put into anything, you know. People want to, they're thinking about doing a, you know, heavy Isabel. They're doing 30 snatches at 100 kilos. The dude's 1RM is 105. It's probably going to take a while where they're thinking they're going to do one every minute. It may not work, you know. you you got to know your ability before you start thinking the strategy. If you want to do, you got to work out with, you know, 10 muscle-ups at a time and you're like, yeah, I'm going unbroken, but you can only do eight unbroken and you try and go for the 10, you can't get it, or maybe you get it, sweet, and then you blow out for the rest of the workout and you get a shit workout. So there's that. Um, now, building each tier from the bottom up is going to create great fundamentals and a nice, strong athlete with a really solid base. Um, so strategy is the game plan. Uh, the ability is how much you can do. Um, the, you know, the, the physical training parts, actually just doing the exercise. Um, the next important part down is the process. So the process means maximizing the minutes you spend exercising. So the process is about the things that are inside of your control, which we talk about later. So what is actually inside of your control and the things that are not, just forget. Right? Because you can't change what you can't change. You can only change what you can. Right? Um, so the things that are in, some of the things that are inside of your control, like recovery, um, so that can be, you know, trying to maximize your sleep, trying to make sure that you're doing some soft tissue work, maybe getting a massage, foam rolling while you're watching TV, your um, nutrition, making sure your nutrition's on point, you know, getting macros or doing zone or whatever, whatever that is that works best for you. You know, maximizing... The process is maximizing each little bit to, um, so you can get the most out of it. Now, the most important part and this bottom piece to this one is character. So it's like building an iron mind, a mind of a champion. Uh, the character traits that will get you into this state of mind that's going to make you successful. And this is the this is the most important bit and the bit I really took a lot out of. It's it's like committing yourself to being better. It's about being patient and trusting that you giving your best is enough. Now we're going to talk about some of these character traits um, as they went in the book chapter by chapter. And I'm going to sort of give a a bit of a thought on what I what I think about these. Now first character trait was commitment so commitment is sticking to the plan no matter what it's like it's the grinding out day to day getting the job done um, the book in here quote, quotes Thomas Edison um, if you don't know who Thomas Edison is it's the dude that invented the light bulb um, opportunity is missed by most people because it's stressed in overalls and looks like work 
Yeah, this um, stands to be true with a lot of people. You know, um, people go, yeah, I'll, I'll commit. I'm I'm good. Like I'll I'll do this. No worries. They most people never see the work that goes into something ever it's um it looks great being on the podium at the crossfit games but nobody wants to commit to sacrifice as much as those people do to get up there you know most people don't some people yeah absolutely and they deserve to be up there you know um so commitment is about doing things that are going to cause short-term pain but for a long-term gain, right? Most people are, are so backwards and they're, they're doing things for a short-term gain. It's going to be a long-term pain. Um, so doing whatever it takes um, that needs to be done, not only just to get better but to win. Next is grit. This is physically and mentally conditioning yourself to be tough but not only tough but when the the work gets really really tough you still look fresh like you you're hoping that the the workouts the events or you know life is going to get that hard that everyone else is going to give up but you're still going to be there um this is seeking out things that you're not only bad at, but working on them to make them a strength. I know a lot of people out there, if you've ridden a assault air bike, you probably don't like it. You probably don't like doing burpees, wobbles, thrusters, that sort of stuff. But guess who gets really good at them? I don't think anyone likes them. But the people that work on them, that go, yeah, I know they're bad and I hate them. But guess what? I'm working on them because when they come up, I'm going to beat your ass. That. That's grit. Uh, A good example of this is Matt Fraser. So 2013 regionals, we had Jackie. Now Jackie's 1,000 meter row, 50 thrusters just with an empty barbell, and uh, and 30 pull-ups. Now Fraser had a bad rowing performance at regionals then. He was struggling the whole 15500 splits on the rower for his 1,000 meters, where everyone else in the field was rowing 14500s. So that put him 20 seconds back on the rest of the field. And even after that event, Matt Fraser went home, bought a rower, and did four to 5,000 meters of interval training every single day. Rain, hail, shine, no matter what. He wasn't very good at running, uh, rowing, sorry. He wasn't very good at rowing, but he just went out and did rowing. So he didn't just eliminate that. He, just, he, he destroyed that weakness. And that is the difference between talent and champions. Champions will do what it takes. Positivity is next. Now, this, is, this is really huge. I find this really, really interesting, you know. Um... Positivity is really interesting. So it's it's like the perspective, we call it. It's a perspective you have on a certain situation that can really greatly affect the outcome. Um, in this chapter, he, he tells you their, their mantra. 
uh, his mantra is never whine, never complain, no excuses. Now, typically, typically, as as human beings, we negatively react to everything. You know, that's that goes back to a primal instinct of making sure you remember not to eat the those red berries on that tree because they'll kill you, or don't go near that cave because there's a big hairy thing and it's going to rip you to shreds. We're sort of wired negatively, but all those are sort of irrational fears now. So when we react negatively to things, like a situation, um, we see it as difficult or unfair maybe, um, a positive person will see it maybe as an advantage or an opportunity to learn. They, they know it might suck. They know they might fail, but they see it as an opportunity to get better. That's sort of flipping the switch, flipping the coin to the other side to, to help you get better. Uh, we have to be very aware of our negativity because it creeps around in all shapes and sizes. So simple things like complaining about the weather or the traffic or... you know, your work colleagues in a bad mood. There's, there are things that are so outside of your control and there is nothing to, you can do about it. You know, those, those things being negative, you know, yelling at people in traffic because whatever, they're going slow in front of you, but everyone else is going slow. You know, you're getting pissed off because you're going to be late to work. There's nothing you can do about it. You know, you're just stuck in traffic, you're stuck in traffic, you know, if Unless you're getting pissed off at yourself because you left for work late, there's nothing you can do about it. If there's a crash up there, uh, up the up the highway, whatever, there's a crash up the highway. You're stuck. You know, make the most of it. Do something. Put on this podcast something. Um, you take it for how it is, you know. You move on. I mean, the more uh, things, things I hear all the time are like people telling themselves they're not good enough or they can't do it, or they're too old, or too, not smart enough. Or, uh, but the more you believe in yourself, the more that, like, it's positive. If, if, you, if you believe in yourself, it mean, doesn't guarantee anything in life, but it just makes everything a lot easier, right? You know, being uh, positive Pete and being positive on everything is this. And that's not going to guarantee that everything's going to turn out how you want it. But hell yeah, it's going to make it easier. Uh, Next is embrace adversity. So I'd like to see this one as uh, being able to to see things as an opportunity to be better. So adversity is one of those things that pops up every now and then and and, um, and bites you on the ass. Um, Especially if you aren't prepared for it. You know, it can be a pretty bitter pill to swallow. So adversity is basically when something is really outside of your comfort zone, really, really difficult, or makes you very upset. Um, you know, you got to think what what would you do if when adversity strikes? You know, do you do you whine and cry about it, or do you just pick yourself up and use it to get better? You know, things like the the latest one is the handstand push up standard. Some people it was great. Some people it was bad. That is adversity. You will find out what your character is like if you cannot deal with adversity. You know, I mean, I personally didn't have any problem. 
problem reaching the standard. It was a little bit higher than last year. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, they're just trying, trying, CrossFit's trying their best to, to make a, a standard test, I guess. So, you know, are you going to whine and cry about it or are you just going to pick yourself up and do what you need to do to get better? You know, if, you, if you're not prepared uh, for difficult times, uh, you're setting yourself up for failure. Definitely not for success. You know, if you're setting yourself up for success, you're going to say, when hard times come, I'm not only going to pick myself up and focus on what I do and need better, I'm going to make solutions so I can get out of the tough times, you know, because tough times will come sometime or another. They will come. And what kind of person will you be when they do? This next one is a very interesting concept and can sometimes be very mis misinterpreted. This is confidence. Now, confidence is a real tricky one because this can come up many different ways. So confidence sometimes see, seems like um, someone being egotistic or overconfident, you know. They're very boisterous, I'm the best thing in the world sort of attitude. That, that can definitely be confidence. But confidence... Um, in the f- essence of the word, you know, is um, believing and backing yourself, like believing in you and your abilities. So that doesn't always mean um, that you know you're going to win and you're going to, you know, you know that you're the, the best thing on planet Earth. It, I feel that it more means that you know that giving your absolute best effort will be enough. Win or lose, you can give your best effort and that's going to be enough for you. Because you you can't you can't give any better than your best effort. Even if it isn't the effort that wins, you can reflect on it, you can see what you need to do to get better, then you go away and work on it. But every time always give your best whether it's technique, whether it's going hard in the workout or on purpose not going hard so you can focus on your technique to get better at something. That is confidence. Now, this this saying, this is an interesting saying. Uh, it is, think like a bumblebee, train like a racehorse. Now, the, the theory behind this originally, when the, the, they first said this theory or this saying, was that bumblebees cannot actually physically fly. It's physically impossible for a bumblebee to fly because they have big bodies, little tiny wings, and they can't do it. Now, what they didn't actually realize about bumblebees, and this has been disproven as a complete myth, yes, bumblebees can fly because they use the whole theory of, you know, like an airplane. They had, they had wing, like flat wings and, you know, they flew through the air and that would be impossible because they're too big and heavy but bumblebees their wings don't they vibrate really fast you know they vibrate very very high frequency and that allows them to elevate and fly even saying that the logic it still works because bumblebees don't know they can fly no one's ever told them that they could or couldn't you know they got they got big fat bodies they got tiny wings 
doesn't matter if someone said, you can't fly a bumblebee, and they go, well, I don't know any difference, so I'm just going to fly anyway. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Because whether people told them they can or they don't, they can or they can't, they fly anyway, because that's just what they do. You know, that's, they just think they're meant to, so they get up and they fly. You know, and the racehorse. But the racehorses don't think too much. You know, they go. And, and they, don't, they don't control themselves as much, you know. A jockey sits on a, a racehorse's back. They, like, let's say, a coach with a human athlete. Three, two, one, go. The gate's open. If the jockey's not whipping that horse, the horse is probably not going to go anywhere. It's not going to run in the race. Yes, horses are very clever, all that stuff, yes. But they just go because they know they can run. They don't look at the other racehorses and don't get intimidated because they see, you know, the hindquarters of another horse and go, fuck, that horse has some serious booty. There is no way I'm going to beat that horse. You know, they don't overcomplicate or overanalyze things. They get into the, in there, the gates open, and they're off because that's all they do. They run. Win or lose... You know, the next day they go back to the same old training. And they're just getting it done because that's what they do. This in itself, this confidence that just doing what you can do and doing your best at it could be an advantage to a human athlete, you know, just plain confidence. Next, we have maximizing minutes. I think this is a very important one. I mean, we talked a little bit about this before, but maximizing your minutes is, is, you know, things that are great take time, you know. They, they say Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, you know, even Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go wasn't built in a day. It seems like it just popped out of nowhere, but, you know, that dude that was working on Pokemon Go had been working on all sorts of things. You know, he developed Google Maps. He'd been working on it for a while, you know. People don't realise that, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, those things that seem like they just sort of popped out of thin air. These dudes have been working on those things for years and years and years. It just doesn't happen. Crazy. Um, so maximizing minutes, you know. Uh, funnily enough, things take a relentless grind. People don't realize it, you know. They want to be good at something. You want to want to... I don't know, lose weight. They try macros for two weeks and oh, it doesn't work. No, man, because you, you got to spend at least some time doing it. You know, give six months 100% compliance to your macros and you'll start seeing results. You'll start seeing really good results. You'll start looking pretty good by then. But don't expect it just to, you know, results just to pop out of thin air. Get in there and get the work done, man. Grind away at it and, you know, take time to hone your craft. Even the, the, the 1%, you know, getting 1% closer to your goals is 1% closer. It's it's really interesting, you know. I heard this story about uh, about Jerry Seinfeld. 
So he had this advice for this young comedian, asked him for advice, and and Jerry said, create a joke every single day for a year. That's what Jerry did. One joke every single day for a year. It doesn't seem like a big task. It might might not take you might take you five ten minutes. It doesn't seem like a big shift from your day to day. However, at the end of the year, you have three hundred and sixty five jokes. One joke doesn't seem like a big deal. Making three hundred and sixty five jokes straight, that seems like a big deal. You know, all those jokes added up. You got a three-hour comedy special. Easy. You know? And that will make millions. One joke is not going to make anything. But putting them together in that work and accumulation of that little tiny bits of work, maximizing each minute, that will make a huge difference. You know? And then even if you, you make a... You figure out something, let's say if you're trying to get fit, nutrition. Nutrition's not a 1% thing. Nutrition's like a 60% thing. You focus a little bit extra time on your nutrition, you're going to just like, just fire off like a rocket in the space. You're going to be on top of it. So that's maximizing your minutes. Process is the next part. So we talked a little bit of process before, but working on the process is about the journey rather than the end result, you know? You have the goal, cool, sweet, but a goal is one step in front of the other and you just keep moving towards that goal, you know? So focus on going small each time in order to reach our big goal because, you know, if we want to climb to the top of Mount Everest, but, you you know, you, and you're just like, yep, straight to the top. But then there's all these things in between. You're like, man, these are hard. And you don't even get them to the top because it's just too overwhelming. What you got to do is you just got to get to base camp. Once you're at base camp, go through the passes. Camp one, camp two, camp three, camp four. Once you're at camp four, sweet, let's summit. Let's come back down. But knowing that each step forward is going to get you where you want to go. That is the process. Will Smith says it like this. To build a wall, we don't go out to build a wall. We lay one perfect brick perfectly, then another perfectly, then another perfectly. And over time, we build a magnificent wall. The process can be really long and mundane, you know. The the proof is in the pudding, but 1% in the right direction adds up over time. You do 101%, it's 100%. It's twice as good as what you have now. You know, sometimes this is old, boring habits that you do over and over and over and over again. And it seems so mundane and just monotonous and, ugh. But you do them, those good habits over and over and over again. 1% at a time, adding one perfect brick, one perfect step forward. That, my friends, is the pursuit of excellence. Now, last couple of points. Control. Focus on control. This has been something that we, we've briefly talked over up top. And it's summed up in the serenity prayer. So some of you may have heard this before. Some of you may have not. But that's okay. You're going to hear it now. 
God grant me the strength to accept the things I cannot control, change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So, God grant me the strength to accept the things I cannot control, change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. So control is all about focusing on the things you can alter and to change to give you the greatest leverage on your life. You know, focusing the energy on the things you cannot is like flogging a dead horse. You're going to waste energy, you're wasting everyone's time. Only focus your energy on the things you can control. Sounds really easy. Stick to the process and you'll be fine. Next one is turn the page. And quite literally, you turn the page. It's one of the last traits in this book. Um, turning the page is not is about being able to move on from the past. So there's always moments, you know, that leave a bad taste in your mouth and, and ones that make you so angry because you made a mistake or you didn't try hard enough or whatever happens, you know. In the, in the end, we can't, we can't change the outcomes of the past. We can only change how we react to those outcomes in the past, you know. This is where winning or learning comes in, you know. You realize the mistake, you learn from it, and turn the page as quickly as possible, move on, and get what you need to get done. Humility is our last second, our second last point, you know. Humility is about taking complete 100% ownership of your situation you know constant evaluation here is going to be very necessary to improve and it's all well and good knowing that you know you're good but it takes humility humility to look at your own flaws realize them and then work on eliminating them and we all too often get caught up in our own world thinking you know we can do no wrong that you know we're doing pretty good you know deep down knowing that you're not, you know. And at the same time, you can play in your own head when things around you aren't happening like you want them to, you know. These things I, I got, you know, sometimes I feel or sometimes I hear people say, you know, oh, I'm not fit enough, you know. I'm not strong enough. Or, I eat really good, but, you know, I just I just can't seem to lose the weight, you know. But half that tubble in the telly you ate last night is not good for your nutrition, you know. Don't deny it. You go, oh, man, I haven't lost any weight this month. Oh, my God. Yeah, but you went to donut time on the weekend. You had five donuts. You kidding? You know, it takes a lot of humility, and it's very difficult to have a look at yourself. But when you can take that 100% ownership, man, you're going to start kicking some goals. You know, some people, it's like, oh, I want more money. But you don't want to go out and earn it. You just think you deserve it for all the hard work you put in. Man, I'm going to tell you that when you're working hard, results will come. You think you're working hard now, but if the results aren't coming, you're not working hard. Maybe you're running yourself into the ground, banging your head against a brick wall because you can't have a good look at yourself. But when you are working hard, results will come. Being able to look at yourself and realize the things that are holding you back is a huge lesson in humility. However, these are the things that are going to drive you forward. Our last point is called clutch. This is about performing in the big moments, you know, making good decisions in the heat of the moment. 
for some people, this is where they strive. You know, champions really strive in these clutch moments. LeBron James, you know, Michael Jordan, Tom Brady. These are people that, you know, when the pressure's on to make it happen, they thrive. You know, even Jonathan Thurston, someone like that. The moment's on to make the biggest kick. He nails it, you know. Or maybe he misses the kick, like the uh, the grand final with the Broncos the other year. But you know what? Next clutch moment came, field goal. They nailed it. Clutch. Clutch moments. That's where champions are. You know, for, for most people, well, 90% of people, 99% maybe even, you know, the slightest bit of pressure, the slightest little bit of push is going to bring you to your knees, you know. And this is where all these above characteristics come into play with training, you know. Training yourself in the right way to be ready for any situation that arises, like that racehorse. It doesn't matter if it's local muck around or world championships. Focusing on what you can do and having the confidence to know that doing your best is enough is what makes someone clutch. It's got to be trained. So that were all the that was all the lessons in the book. You know, I I hope you and and really enjoyed this this book. Um, I would go and pick it up. If you're gonna read this book. I mean, like other books, I like to get a highlighter, take a highlighter with me, read through a chapter. If I go back, read the chapter again, highlight all the interesting things that really stand out to me, and then read those highlighted things again, then move on to the next chapter. It takes a little bit longer than normal to read through a chapter. However, you will soak so much more up out of this book. Last word of wisdom. It won't be easy and it won't happen overnight. You're not going to be perfect. In fact, you're going to struggle a lot along the way. But if you can chase perfection every moment of every day, you can catch excellence. But you have to start. Ben Bergeron, Chasing Excellence. Grab yourself a coffee, a coffee, a copy of this. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Oh, we'll see you next time.